Happy holidays from the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, before I dive into this episode, which is already recorded, I would like to add a disclaimer. Because on this episode, I'm talking a little bit about Sean Puffy Combs, P. Diddy, Daddy Love, whatever he calls himself now. About some of the sexual assault allegations that has been in the media regarding P. Diddy. So, if you or anybody out there has been a victim of sexual assault, rape, or anything related to that, this episode might trigger you. Again, I'm not diving too deep into the circumstances, but... I do want to add a disclaimer because I'm aware that simply having a conversation might trigger past trauma in relation to people who have gone through such things. So I just felt the need to add that. So please don't listen to the episode. If even talking about some of the allegations and even a small shape or form is going to be triggering towards you and what anybody out there may have gone through. So again, hope you guys enjoy the episode. And again, you guys, man, who stay showing love, stay showing support, and who go above and beyond. My cash app is dollar sign NYC Story Seven One Eight. My Venmo is Lunchroom Chatterpod, or you could simply spread the word and share the podcast for free. Enjoy the episode and stay locked into that. Brand new LCP. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Y'all know what time it is, man. You guys are stepping in right now to a bonus episode of that. Brand new LCP. LCP short. Now, I know the news cycle this week has been fucking insane. But the biggest news story this week has been P. Diddy, Sean Combs, Daddy Love, Diddy Love, whatever the fuck he called himself. But now, I have planned to release a short episode speaking about Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, and all the shit that was going on. But before I could even jump into the podcast studio, they settled. They reached a settlement. Now, I want to I wanna take a second here because this episode is not going to be centered around Diddy. We doing stories with Sully, with my guy Solomon. But, you know, I would be amiss if I don't take a couple seconds to start this podcast and talk about Diddy. Now... Do I believe everything that Cassie has has um has expressed in her affidavit? One thousand percent. I believe. I, I want to say. I, I believe everything. Oh my god! I believe all that should happen. That Diddy was a nasty motherfucker because this is these are allegations and rumors that have been going on since I was a fucking child. I'm on my fucking computer on dial up internet pages loading up slow as fuck. And I seen celebrities. I seen fucking artists going back decades saying these same things about P. Diddy. Now, you guys who might live under a rock, let me play you guys a quick little news clip of what I'm talking about. I know you guys know, but I know some of you motherfuckers don't really be in tune. A lot of motherfuckers work and they don't have time to actually watch the news or pick up on what the fuck might be going on. So this is from Good Morning America. Take a second. Listen to just a smidget of these allegations before I come back. We're going to dive into a little bit before we get into that stories with Sully, with my guy, Sully. 
Kathy Combs was accused of sexual assault and years of abuse in a new York, new lawsuit filed by R&B singer Cassie. Word of a settlement overnight. ABC's Morgan Norwood is here with the update. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning to you, Ariel. Though Cassie and Diddy did not detail the terms of that agreement, the settlement quickly shuts down the potential for a trial and the process of legal discovery. That's when evidence in the case is often made public. Overnight, hip-hop mogul Sean Combs settling a bombshell sexual abuse lawsuit filed by his ex-girlfriend, fellow singer Cassie. Cassandra Ventura writing in a statement, I have decided to resolve this matter amicably on terms that I have some level of control. I want to thank my family, fans, and... Now again, um, I want to clap it up for Cassie too because... I know a lot of people are going to see the settlement as, as a way to say Cassie wanted money. And who the fuck cares? If Cassie did want money for all the years that I 100% believe that she endured at the hands of Diddy, who the fuck cares? Because now, if you was on the receiving hand of at least a million dollars by all the bad men a lot of you motherfuckers been in a relationship with, y'all would take the shit. So stop. Boom, bitch. Motherfuckers want to act like her accepting 30 million or whatever the fuck the terms of the settlement was, that that means her claims are invalid. I don't believe that shit because you motherfuckers out there who actually took the time to read that 35 page affidavit, that shit was a lot. It was a lot of shit on it. Now, I would read some of that for you guys, but I would have to include a trigger warning to start the episode because it was a lot of shit on there. It was a lot of abuse, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of mental abuse. And even going back to when, you know, you see pictures resurface of Cassie, you know, years ago with bruised face, with a with a busted lip, with a black eye, wearing sunglasses, hiding bruises. And motherfuckers didn't really know where it was coming from. But now with this whole affidavit coming out, a lot of shit is making sense. They're pulling up old clips of, of celebrities talking about Diddy and some of his practices. Now, a lot of motherfuckers is thinking that all these clips are new and that celebrities are speaking out now because it's current. no. A lot of these are old clips going back nine, ten years. But, of course, when when problems, when situations arise, everything is going to resurface. But let's dive back into Diddy and Cassie settling their lawsuit. And as, as, as you just heard by the reporter, this lawsuit was settled before they went to trial. Because at that point, much more evidence and much more accusations about physical and mental abuse would become public knowledge. But now with the settlement, all of that is essentially buried. Lawyers for their unwavering support. Combs known as Diddy or Puff Daddy, adding in his own statement, I wish Cassie and her family all the best. Love. And if any of y'all seen the photos recently of Diddy, that motherfucker looks stressed out. They showed the photos of Diddy at his Miami home. The paparazzi caught him out there. They sneak in, catching photos. The motherfucker looks stressed out. Motherfucker looked like he done lost 50 fucking pounds dealing with that shit. But hopefully that this um, can make him change his ways. Because I believe right now, I'm not sure if he's dating or if they're messing around. But I believe he's messing. I'm going to say messing with because I don't think they're in a real relationship. But he's messing with young Miami of the city girls. And I mean, who the fuck knows what's going on there? But I believe every fucking detail. Of rape, 
domestic violence, and sex trafficking, citing controlling behavior that she says lasted over a decade while she was signed to Diddy's record label and the two were in a romantic relationship. Gotta pause to see, I can't play music. That's that's one thing y'all gotta learn with these podcasts, man. That's one thing y'all gonna learn with these podcasts, man, especially me being a small independent creator. I cannot play music from a big label. I can't. So let's dive back in. Had to skip the music shit because I ain't trying to get sued. Like, I know I'm a small podcast independent, but when I post these shits, like, sometimes you never know who it's going to reach. I've posted clips on, on fucking Instagram, and it's reached people who I ain't planning on the shit reaching. But let's dive back in. Five, Combs lured Miss Ventura into an ostentatious, fast-paced, and drug-fueled lifestyle and into a romantic relationship with him. And that he used illegal substances and threats of violence to force Miss Ventura into repeated unwanted sexual encounters with male sex workers. Combs denying the allegations, his attorneys describing them in a statement as riddled with baseless and outrageous lies, aiming to tarnish Mr. Combs' reputation. And right after this lawsuit was filed, several artists and entertainers have voiced their support for Cassie Ventura's attorney saying in a statement Friday, I am very proud of Ms. Ventura for having the strength to do so, to go public with her lawsuit. She ought to be commended. For- I want to clap it up for Cassie, too, man. And, um, you know, I don't think I'm in the minority of saying this, but I believe that it's much more in the way. I believe that what Cassie started was Cassie. I'm not going to say a trend because I know um, I know that when more artists or people come out or even exes come out, because even even if you look in the past where his ex Gina, who he was publicly dating, where she been said in the past about how she was abused by Diddy, how he physically assaulted her. But again, Gina, like the only Gina we know is the Gina on Martin. So when she made those claims, they said, shut up, we don't care, you're a nobody. The same thing that people always do when it comes to domestic abuse victims, especially when it's somebody more powerful. The public chooses who to believe based on who we like more. And Diddy is an icon, he's a legend, he's universally loved, he's an, you know, he is a, he's a black icon. It's not much more you can say about it, so when she made those claims years ago, everybody just told her to shut the fuck up, but... I believe that Cassie gave a lot of Diddy's potential victims a lot of courage. Even though Cassie settled, I believe that it's going to be people that, that come out, former, former female artists that come out who are not going to get the settlement that Cassie got. Because Diddy was with Cassie over a decade. Like she signed to Bad Boy when she was 19. Diddy scooped her up when she was 19 years old based on an affidavit, signed her to a 10-album record deal. Ever since Cassie signed to Bad Boy, I believe in 2006, she signed it. Keep in mind, she signed a 10-album record deal. She only released one album. One album. I believe that that 10-album record deal was done to keep Cassie under his wing for the entire length of that time, even though he knew he knew that girl was not going to release 10 fucking albums. But that's how you keep somebody under your wing. That's like if I'm, if I'm trying to lock somebody up or keep somebody close to me and I sign them to a, a fucking 10-year lease and I don't let them out the lease. 
No matter how much they fight to get up. Nope, nope. You, it's a 10-year lease, bitch. You got to stay right here. And that's something that a lot of people do, especially a lot of men with power. Even some women. Where they use their power, the ability to access finances, luxury, money, to make sure they have that control over you. Now, in the affidavit, it said that Cassie tried to get away so many times. She tried to get away, go with other people. But did he sent bodyguards? He sent staff. He sent people to find her. And they always found her. And one thing that I felt to be strange, and I'm and I, I'm so happy that Kid Cudi's team has confirmed this, but they said that um at a down point in the relationship between Diddy and Cassie, that allegedly Cassie began talking to Kid Cudi. And that in the midst of them talking, Diddy found out. And now, you know, and when you're jealous, when you're controlling, when you have insecurities, and I've owned up about some of the things that I've dealt with in the past in, in relation to my my past relationships in my, in my late teens, early 20s. Like, you'll often go to sometimes extreme lengths. Now, I never went this far, but they said that when Diddy found out that Cassie was talking to Kid Cudi, he threatened to blow up Kid Cudi's car, and that essentially his car was blown up. And Kid Cudi's team has confirmed that report and said this is true. So I want to boo. <laughs> Off the jump, like I said, man, I plan to do a, an entire episode to really deep dive into that shit. But they settled the lawsuit so fucking fast. No point in me doing the deep dive full episode because the episode would be longer than the length of the fucking lawsuit. The shit ended so quick. I ain't going to waste time and spend an hour doing the deep dive. For a fucking lawsuit that lasted about 10 minutes. But again, with Cassie settling that lawsuit, do I believe that everything she said was untrue? I don't. But Cassie moved on. She's married. She has a child. And I believe that, like, having to dive deeper down the pits of that that agony that she was in, it'll be draining. Especially on her family, her husband, her mental health, and having to revisit past traumas. So... I'm kind of happy that she settled and I hope that, you know, that, 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 that sets the, the landing strip for other victims to come forward. Cause trust me, I believe that there are a lot of other victims out there. So I want to clap it up one more time for Cassie having the courage and the strength to come forward. Now I want to die. Whew, that was a lengthy little rant about Diddy. But I want to dive into stories with Sully, with my guy, Sully. Y'all know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. Sully, talk to me. What you talking about today? Conversation with a friend of mine who is a woman. And I wanted to bring the conversation your way to get your take on the matter. But let's assume you're in a relationship, right, with a woman. And y'all been together for a couple of years. And, you know, like everyone should be doing Monday through Friday, you go to work. Right. And at work, you know, probably know where this is going, you know, with all the talk of work bays and work wives and shit Ooh, like that. I like this. There's a woman at your job that you are attracted to. I want to pause real quick before he dive into it. I want to clap it up. Clap it up one time for work bays. Now, everybody out there has had a work bay, a work boo, a work hubby. Now, I know a lot of you motherfuckers going to lie because some of you guys might be married in long term relationships and situationships. Or some of you motherfuckers just be ashamed. But everybody out there has had a work bay at some point in their life. I know I have. Now, I'm not saying that a work bay is somebody that you're sleeping with, even though a lot of times it is. 
But I've had work bays in my life, and I've never slept with none of my work bays. But at work, you know, I might get a little flirty, flirt, 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 flirt on. That's just the facts of it. Work bays make the world go round. Talk to me, Sully. And it never gets to the point of y'all messing around. It never gets to the point of like flirting. But if you're being honest with yourself, you know, after the time that you spent with her in the office, you like her. Mm. Right. You do like the woman. Uh, So the question is, do you tell your girl at home, your girlfriend, that you have developed feelings for this woman at your job, even if you've never messed with her? That's a two part question, but I want to clap it up. Oh, my God. For the first part. So do you tell your girl at home that you have developed feelings? For a woman at work. Oh, shit. Look, I'm going to take a second right now. I'm going to say hell fucking no. Because why would you put yourself in that situation on purpose? Let's keep it real right now. Everybody out there, I don't give a fuck if you're in a relationship, you married, or situationship. Everybody out there is going to come across somebody else who they find attractive. That's just the facts of it. Let's keep it 100. That's how humans work. So... So, Sully, if you at work, right, and, like, let's say you're in a relationship, it's serious, and you do have a crush on somebody at work, that's not an issue. The issue is when you act on it because, again, let's flip it. Let, let's keep it 100. Like, you think your girl, our wife in the future, is, is never going to find another man attractive? It's never going to be at work and thinking, damn, Sean looks good in them gray sweats. You know, it's we probably not going to like it. Oh, my God. But it's going to happen. And that's why, you know, when I see men who be controlling or possessive, like, to a fault, I'm like, bro, she going to find somebody else attractive. She going to look at another man. That's just the facts of it. Because let's be real. Us being men, me, Sully, every other man in the world, if we in a relationship or we married, we are going to see other women who we find attractive. Like I said, the issue is when you act on it. Because you can like somebody all day, but as long as you know in your mind, oh, mm, 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 it's time to put a pause right now because I know my woman at home wouldn't like this. I know if my woman was to do this with another man, then it'll be an issue. And that's something you have to always remind yourself of so you don't get caught up in in the moment, in the moment of lust, the moment of, oh, this is somebody new. You always got to think about the reverse. Think about your girls at work. She got a crush on, on Sean who comes to work every day with the fucking gray sweatpants. And now she at work and they on break and she's sitting on his lap and they flirting and shit. How would you feel? Would you like that? If the answer is no, then we got to have some form of self-control. Like I said, man, I know. A lot of motherfuckers have a tough time holding themselves accountable. But I think as men, we should hold ourselves accountable. Now, ladies, I know accountability is not really in a woman's repertoire. But that's just the facts of it, brother. So, Sully, if you got a crush on a work wife, hey, you can look. You know, you can flirt in your mind. You can look at her when she walked by. Ooh, girl, Veronica, that ass looking fat. You could do all that. Let's clap it up for Veronica with the fatty. Veronica with the fatty See look you can look But just don't act on it my brother Because I know damn well if your girl go to work If Susie If Shantegra 
You look like you might date a girl named Shantae. But if Shantegra go to work and she got a crush on Big Bulge Benny, I know you'll feel away. If they if they back in the break room at 11.50 in the morning, she's sitting on his lap for an hour, you'll probably have an issue. So like I said, man, I know the world is tempting, man. It's always tempting when you see some new ass, some new titties. It's tempting. Hold ourselves accountable and have some form of self-control and self-composure. So I want to clap it up, man, for Sully. My guy, now I want to get back to Diddy, man, because... You know, ever since the first lawsuit, it's been a couple lawsuits that has come out. So I think right now Diddy is facing his third public lawsuit, and I think it's many more to come. Now, of course, some of them are going to be a sham. Let, let, let's keep it 100. Some of them are going to be a sham, but also I believe a lot of them are going to be true. Now, in New York City, you've seen a, a huge influx of these, of these law, well, of these accusations coming out because of the law that was set to expire. Now, as you guys know, on a lot of these, um, these rape, these sexual assault claims, unlike murder, which has no statute of limitation, like when it comes to a lot of incidents of rape and sexual assault, a lot of those sometimes have, you know, age limits. So if you wait, like, I don't know the exact year, but like, let's say you wait too fucking long. To say hey so and so rape me Then it don't matter no more You just talking just to fucking talk Yeah you can hurt somebody's pockets financially But the shit just happened So that's why you see a lot of people coming out now Because New York had the Adult Survivors Act Which gave them I believe about Roughly a year To come forward with information Regarding um, Rapes or Crimes of sexual assault That happened to them that are past that statutes of limitation and, and that act, again, which is the Adult Survivors Act, was set to expire. And that is why you have seen Cassie and so many other victims come forward in general. We're not just Diddy. Other celebrities have have got that too. Marcellus Wally, former NFL player who is on ESPN. Marcellus Wally was accused of raping a young woman back at college. That, you know, he had a crush on her. He liked her. He went back to her dorm quote unquote, to get some food allegedly. And as soon as he got in there, he took advantage of her. He raped her. And, you know, she said she reported it. She took all the steps to kind of get him in jail and kicked out of school. But he was a, he was a great football player back in college. So they ended up suspending him from the school, but he was still allowed to finish school at home. And all of that is, is documented. So I don't know how much of the story is true, but you see a lot of victims coming forward. You've seen Jamie Foxx got hit with a sexual assault. It's a lot of shit, man. But I want to dive into a clip real quick. This is from Good Morning America. This clip is about the several celebs who have been sued in sexual assault lawsuits ahead of the deadline for, like I just said, the Adult Survivors Act. So let's dive into this clip real quick. This is Good Morning CBS. In New York, we are seeing a series of sexual abuse complaints filed just before a landmark state law ran out. One of the targets is New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who denies a reported assault from 30 years ago. As Elaine Kahana reports, Adams is not the only big name facing a lawsuit. We're going to stay right here. One of the biggest names in music, Sean Diddy Combs, is facing new allegations, this time of drugging and sexually assaulting a woman in 1991. She alleges that the music mogul created and distributed a sex video of the alleged assault. 
a spokesperson for Combs has denied those allegations, stating, this is purely a money grab and nothing more. A video recording, if it is authenticated and introduced into evidence, obviously changes a case from a he said, she said. After more than 30 years, her complaint was filed yesterday under New York's Adult Survivors Act. It allowed a one-year window for filing a sexual assault complaint past the statute of limitations. Almost 3,000 suits have been filed under the act, which expired at midnight. That deadline has prompted a flurry of high-profile sexual assault lawsuits. One against actor Jamie Foxx alleges he sexually assaulted a woman at a New York rooftop bar in 2015. A spokesperson for Fox denied those allegations, stating the alleged incident never happened. A former penthouse model is suing Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose, alleging he sexually assaulted her in a New York hotel room in 1989. A statement from Rose's lawyer reads in part, simply put, this incident never happened. What it shows us is that there were many people who did come forward and said, for a variety of reasons, we didn't sue in the past, but we want to vindicate our rights now. Another suit against New York City Mayor Eric Adams, filed by an unnamed former colleague, alleges he sexually assaulted her while both worked for the city back in 1993. Adams denied the accusations. I don't even recall uh, who this person is. I, I've, I've never recalled even meeting them. All right, we hear you, <laughs> Mayor Eric Adams. It didn't happen. Okay, those who have been sexually assaulted and, and who come forward, like, please come forward. Because, you know, if if the incident that happened to you is past the statutes of limitations, if there's any act that can get you any kind of justice, financial gain, in the terms of Cassie, you should get it. Like, I'm not against any woman out here using a law, you know, in relation to a crime that actually happened to her because a lot of these crimes happen. Motherfucker said 1989, 1990. Like, the chances of somebody going to jail is, is, is pretty slim to none, especially these folks on the winning on and established great long careers. But if there's any proof to, to what happened in... You can get some type of financial compensation, but get something. And I seen a comment on Instagram the other day that kind of, it kind of annoyed me, man, because it was from a black woman. And she said, she said, I hate when people come forward after they were raped or assaulted. They need a new law that says you have two weeks to come forward after you are a victim of rape or assault. Or you should shut the fuck up. I want to boo. And I know that those words are not indicative of how any black woman feels. The majority, well, the majority, I would hope, have more grace when it comes to women. But comments like that are annoying, man. Because you got to put yourself in that situation. Like, can you imagine... Again, I want to use an example here. Can you imagine somebody, like, let's say these accusations, allegedly, let's say that these accusations are true. Like, can you imagine how scary it has to be knowing you have to walk into a police station to call the cops, go see a lawyer, and the person you are accusing of this crime is Diddy? Somebody who's close to a billionaire. Somebody who has the money, resources, can send anybody your way to find you. In the case of Cassie's situation, she said, I, I ran away. 
I got away many times and he sent friends, he sent bodyguards, he sent people to track me down. Like when you are close to a billionaire, there's nothing out of reach for you. We've seen rapper Kid Cudi, as I said earlier in the episode, confirm the report that once he started talking to and being romantically interested in Cassie, did he threaten to blow up his car? He said not long after his car blew up in his driveway. Now, if y'all think Diddy was at Kid Cudi's house and put the bomb or whatever the fuck on Kid Cudi's car directly, no, you stupid bitch. That's not what happened. That's a lie. Ooh, you a lie. But no, when you are close to a billionaire, nothing is out of reach for you. It's not a it's not a long stretch to think that Diddy would pay somebody miscellaneous, somebody like me, somebody like you, to put that bomb on that thing. Because that's how it works. That's why I said, like, I would be fearful. Because, like, let's say, for example, and again, I want to use allegedly. But let's matter of fact, I'm not gonna use nobody in particular. But let's say, for example, me as a man, I was sexually assaulted by a man. Right. And that man is worth about a billion dollars. I'd be scared as fuck to come forward. Now, eventually, will I come forward? A hundred percent. For this black woman to say, hey, they they only need two weeks. After those two weeks, shut the fuck up. No, because if I got assaulted by a billionaire, it's probably going to take me longer than two weeks to to come forward. Probably going to take me way longer than two weeks to bring my ass forward. Because first, I'm trying to recover from the fucking incident. Now I got to think about finding a lawyer, finding evidence, and also thinking about where can I go to put myself in a place where I'm protected? Because like I said, when you're a billionaire, there's no place in the world you can go that this person cannot track you down. Like we're not talking about Rashid from up the block. We're talking about somebody who has access to all the best software, the best people, the best private investigators, the people who can track your stupid ass the fuck down. That's why I say, man, every time we have cases like this where it's a major popular celebrity accused of something, it's tough, man, because I know both sides. I know that a lot of times, yes, you do have people that come forward just to to get that financial gain. I understand that. Well, we can't discount the fact that there are a lot of real victims out there who are suffering. That there are a lot of victims out there who have come forward. Let's just think back to R. Kelly's situation. Back when R. Kelly was accused of shit, back when he was white hot, when he was coming out with fucking I believe I can fly with ignition. The same victims who put him away when it came to surviving R. Kelly, that shit that came out on Lifetime. A lot of those was the same victims from back then who were saying R. Kelly raped me. R. Kelly molested me. But R. Kelly was so was so popular at the time. He was just white hot. Every fucking song he dropped was a hit. The public, the media, you know, people like me and you told those victims to shut the fuck up. How dare you accuse a popular singer of these crimes? But again, R. Kelly only went to jail because his popularity faded. Back when the Surviving R. Kelly documentary came out, he wasn't hot musically. 
Like this wasn't the I believe I can fly the ignition. This wasn't that R. Kelly. The I wish this the the step in the name of love. This wasn't that R. Kelly. So he was easily penetrable at that point because he wasn't hot no more. But somebody like Diddy is still fucking hot. He just got a lifetime achievement award. He just dropped a fucking album with damn near everybody in the industry. Babyface, everybody was on the fucking album. Like somebody like that taking down somebody like that when they're still actively hot, especially now in social media when people are going to side with you based on how they feel about you. And if you're popular, nine times out of ten, the public going to side with you. So the question is, did he do it or did he not? And that's why I say, man, more shall be revealed, man. Because everybody out there, man, even you guys, anybody out there, man, who has been a victim of sexual assault, you know, trauma, rape, like, I stand with you guys, man, because it's tough. And I know it's a tough situation and a tough thought, especially when you're victim to it from someone who, who, who you love, someone who you know, or even a family member. So you guys out there, man, who have been a victim to that, again, I want to be sensitive to you guys, man, because that is something, and a lot of that trauma often lives with you for the rest of your fucking life. And if you've never had the courage to come forward, I understand. But eventually, if you do get that courage to come forward, I stand with you every step of the way, man, because, hey, man, if you want justice in your lifetime, even if even if all you can get for justice at the time you come forward is financial gain, yes, that's not going to heal the trauma that you're going through. But that trauma that you that you that you have been dealing with might have played the part in you not. Let's say, for example, you got raped in college and now you were so traumatized mentally and going through so many things that you didn't finish college. That you might have had dreams for your life that 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 mental trauma could have fucked up. So now you're not making the amount of money that you wanted to make because of the mental trauma of the sexual assault. So if you come forward 25 years later and you could get some type of financial compensation for everything that you've gone through that might have impacted your life along the way, by all means, hey, get that money, baby. Get that fucking money. And again, man, you guys who stay showing love, stay showing support. Y'all know what time. This is that. Brand new LCP. You guys can show love. You guys can sign up to become a monthly supporter by clicking the link in any episode description. Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. My Venmo is lunchroom chatter pod. Stay locked in. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great, amazing Thanksgiving. No, some of you motherfuckers probably got fatter. Take your ass to the gym. Y'all know what time it is, man. It's that. Brand new LCP.